as the final boarding call for passengers Peter Pancake and DJ Paradise. DJ Paradise, Peter Pancake. Huh. Ladies and gentlemen, the main cabin door is now closed. We would like to welcome you aboard the one and only Connecting Flight Radio. Yo, 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 welcome to season three, episode two of Connecting Flight Radio. It is the Happy New Year edition. Happy New Year, or as they say in Italia, Bon Capadano. And yes, I did the hand. Peter Pancake, where you at? Uh, first of all, I feel like tis the season we should have started with ho, 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 instead of yo, yo, yo. Ho, ho, uh, ho, my people. But of course, always shout out Yo Yoli because Yo Yo Yo. Mm. Dude, I was just thinking about Yo Yoli because you sent me this really cool shirt with your face on it for Christmas. And I have the Yo Yoli shirt, that like old school Yo Yoli shirt with the yeah. Yeah, that shirt is fire too. But yeah, uh, sh- shout the out black to black one, right? Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. like it's the old English writing on it. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, man, how was uh, how was New Year's? Let's get straight into it because we have a super dope episode. Let's keep this intro short. Uh, yeah, how was let's keep it short and sweet? So, Christmas gigs, New Year's gigs. I was yeah. in Chicago, uh, because spent Christmas at home in Milwaukee, so I was in Chicago mm-hmm. and then uh, ended up in Boston for New Year's. So, I had mm-hmm. a nice little uh, five day excursion out to boston so got to dj with none other than our actual guest today for the podcast so that was really cool mm-hmm. uh funny how those things work out timing wise crazy perfectly it's uh, like you set it up <laughs> yeah insane uh yeah such a great time so great seeing people and um yeah just a wonderful wonderful weekend just got to see a lot of people uh, a lot of hugs, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of cocoa hugs, but it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. Oh man. What about uh, yours? You were, you were back in on the West coast. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, so uh, welcome back to the States. Yeah. Back. I'm back stateside and I'm trying to remember cause we recorded our episode a few days ago this, uh, but you know, so I came back December set 16th or 17th. Yeah. 16th. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then I DJed my little cousin's 16th birthday party on December 18th. So that was really cool because it was like themed like, um, uh, what's that show? Uh, the Doctor Show, whatever. It was like uh, Grey's Anatomy. It was Grey's Anatomy themed. And it was like super cool because they got like the cast of Grey's Anatomy to like say happy birthday to her. And it was oh, like this so really, cool. yeah, it was like the super, super cool experience. And it was like in downtown LA. So I felt like super Hollywood DJing that. I was like, yo, my family's like low key kind of bougie a little bit because they got some industry connects. But that was a really cool, like first gig back DJing for family is always fun. Yeah. And then, um, and then I didn't have any gigs. I was just visiting with my family, visiting my grandma. Uh, dude, she is 90 eight years old I know your grandma's 99 right now right or no your grandma's also 98 98 so your grand my grandma yeah. is six months older than yours so my grandma will be 99 february 2nd so uh yeah i'm excited awesome. about that I was, I was chatting with her about bruno mars songs uh good times <laughs> and then uh and then new Year's. so i was just back in vegas uh i dj'd at omnia first gig back omnia on a thursday the thursday before new year's it was pretty wild 
I was like a touch rusty, but you know, it's just like riding a bike, you know, the play a few songs and you start like clicking boom, boom, boom. So that was like really fun to be back on the strip. Um, just a Thursday night. I was the only DJ in the whole club. Like I was in the hip hop room, but they didn't have the main club open. So dude, it was a good time. And then I did Commonwealth for new year's Eve. Uh, that was crazy. It was like freezing cold outside, but I did the ball drop song. And then I played all I need is your love tonight by slow house or whatever. That was like my like new year's Eve song. And that went well. Uh And then, and then uh, I also did January 1st night and it was so cold up on the rooftop that they actually closed the rooftop, which was a dope because it was like a crazy house party downstairs uh, where we actually DJed our uh, ugly sweater party. Like it was it was a good time. So it was good to be back. Uh, good to see everyone. Several DJs came out. Uh, DJ Prina, uh, he was like the last one I was kicking in with him after the set um dj b stang b stang uh, yeah dj wisdom andy Uops. uh Ooh-wops. shout out to shout out to everyone that came to that so dude, it was it was good to be back and uh now i'm headed back to italia manana or shout Romani. out to andy and his weight loss yeah dude he's andy is killing it man it was cool chatting with him today because uh or it still feels like today because i only slept for 30 minutes but last night it was just cool like chatting with him because he's so dope and he uh like he like gives me like a a lot of credit because he was telling me about how he like never drinks when he djs and he was like dude like i like learned so many things from you and i think it's funny because like all the people who taught me these things and now like people were talking to me like that so i think that's like really cool i feel like i'm getting old or whatever yeah you are it's, it's, it's cool to be influencing like the younger generation of djs even if it's just a little bit but dude whatever. you're so old yeah low-key i mean you even though you're older than yeah. me, but it's all good but you're uh you're headed back to italy like literally tomorrow right dude yep back to italy i'll be wow. getting on the plane at 12 o'clock so i oh, know it's been been out here in the states for a while um it was it was cool like visiting with family being in la i was in la for a long time uh, yeah. I know it's like not DJ related, but it was pretty cool because my parents' house has been under construction for like 13 years and we finally got the kitchen done. <laughs> like the kitchen years. is complete. So I was like doing construction work for a lot of this. I mean, not like so much physical labor, but like just yeah. making sure that it all got done. So it's like actually cool because right before recording this episode, I was uh, cooking dinner in the well not really cooking it but reheating dinner and making salad and stuff in this brand new finished kitchen so it's a a really cool accomplishment i just have to shout out my parents for that so dude i love the eventual turned into reality there you go (laughs) eventual 13 years later it's been (laughs) since since i left living in la like in high school this house has been under construction it's crazy it took you moving across the world (laughs) to to get it back but oh man that's awesome that's awesome Uh, I don't know any any other updates. Anything? Oh, I guess we got to talk about what we got coming up. You you're the only one that really has things coming up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I got a pretty busy January ahead of me, so it's gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, Chicago, Boston, Chicago, and Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Cin- Cincinnati. That's new. Yeah, I have my first gig ever in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. Shout out DJ Fat Boy. And it's funny, his DJ name is Fat Boy, but he's literally like 140 pounds. 
Oh, and like so six good. feet tall. <laughs> Very just slender. He should yeah. be DJ Slender Boy. Yeah, lean thick boy. <laughs> lean, um, lean thick. But really excited to, to go to Cincinnati. I've never been to Cincinnati, so he's going to like, we're going to spend the day together and like hang out. And like, um, so that'll be really neat. But yeah, just a lot of a lot of trips, a lot of traveling, a lot of gigs. Um, but it'll be it'll be cool, man. Uh, you're gonna head back to Italy and continue to learn Italian. Clearly, your classes have been paying off because you said yeah. one phrase. Yeah, bon anno, bon bon capodanno. <laughs> See, like I already forgot, dude. I'm, this is gonna be so horrible when I go back and know no Italian. Like all I did, to, you're gonna be like, hola. Yeah, no, man. Yeah, I just said, what did I just say? Domani is tomorrow. I said manana because <laughs> I've been I've been ordering too many tacos since I've been out here. Yo. I got my Spanish back. <laughs> Bro, did you gain any weight? Uh, Probably. I like went for a few runs when I was out in Vegas and I yeah. was doing this uh this challenge, this hundred thousand meter challenge. Okay. Um, it was like a really cool challenge that I did with my gym. I was like, not with the gym, but the gym that I uh went to in la the crossfit or sorry in las vegas the crossfit mm-hmm. gym they do this challenge every year and it's like you have to do a hundred thousand meters of either running biking uh hiking swimming whatever so i did mostly running and rowing and uh so that was cool so i think that like kept me fit they always have it during the holidays between uh the day after thanksgiving and christmas eve so it's like oh, that awesome. month. yeah yeah it's like yeah. pretty perfect so i think that definitely like keeps me in shape and i i was extra important to do it this year it was kind of cool because i ended up getting uh seventh place in my age group in the 30 to 34 age group i got seventh place out of all the like oh sorry seventh place out of the men so whatever there was like thousands of you know probably hundreds of thousands of people that did this and i got seventh place but that's probably because i had a lot of time to run being in italy but yeah uh so that was really cool but other than that, um, yeah, no, I didn't really put on too much pounds. How about you? You've been, you were eating good. Uh, yeah, ran a lot. Was supposed to play soccer in Boston, mm. but the game got canceled, unfortunately. Oh, but, shit. Um, I didn't gain or lose any weight. I'm just, just kind of coasting. Say, hey, that's if you yeah. didn't gain weight during December, that means you actually lost weight. Like yeah. that's a win. Uh, yeah. Speaking of soccer, real quick before we get to this episode, I finally bought some soccer shoes yes i played yes, in my you did. yeah I didn't, yes, I didn't you did i didn't talk about this i played in my alumni soccer game uh for my high school which was really cool and i was the the old guy out there well i was like the third oldest dude on the team but it's cool i had a couple uh goals that i should have put away that i missed so you know typical fashion but i'm um, so excited because i'm gonna start playing soccer on thursdays in rome so you better watch out i'm gonna be in a be on Roma before you know it. I'm gonna be the I'm oldest, so, oldest rookie. So proud of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get into this episode, man. So uh, I guess I'll do the introduction. So yeah, we it. have none other than Casey Berry out of New York City. Uh, she is awesome. She is such a great interview. Mm-hmm. um this is our new year's interview so yeah. a lot of like new year's resolution conversations and stuff um so we're already yeah. in Min- january 2nd so how's everyone doing how are our new year's resolutions going mm-hmm. um, going going good going well did you make any i didn't really uh, i didn't really i didn't really I, did, I don't i don't really do resolutions i usually have like intentions 
Uh, I'm actually doing another. <laughs> I'm doing safe. another challenge. Yeah, that's a safe I'm, I'm way. Doing to... a, I'm doing another challenge called the Project Fifty Challenge. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's like learned about it just randomly, but I don't know. It just involves yeah. not drinking and waking up early. It's just like a kind of a discipline thing. It's not dude. Way to but... uh, way to not commit to anything. I like. That. Well, yeah. that's it. But I'm starting it on the fourth because I'm like traveling. Once I get back to Italy, I'm starting it then. So I love that. Yeah. But, I don't know. What about you? You have any any good ones? No, no, no. I haven't thought of anything. Yeah. Well, I feel I mean, like I feel like a lot of it is just like yeah, intentions are important. So I'm gonna do like you and just mm-hmm. intention. Just be me. Be intentional. Yeah, just yeah. being intentional. But we kind of talk about this in the episode, which is really cool. So it's like a good segue. Like, uh, yeah, no, Casey absolutely. talks about really good stuff and the mental health stuff. So I'm, this is a really really great episode with Casey Berry. So yeah, let's get into it. Thank you, Casey yeah. Berry. And she has a mix at the end, so let's let's get into it. All right, and then uh, what you'll be hearing afterwards is an exclusive mix from Casey Berry for our podcast, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right, it is the interview portion of this episode, and we have a super super special guest with us. Oh yeah, um, she hails out of the NYC, but is currently located in Florida. <laughs> it is Casey Florida, Berry. Yeah. Casey, thank you for being here with us today. Oh Hi, yeah. Guys. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Happy to be a guest. Yeah. Happy Boxing Day to everybody. It's December 26th. Yeah, it is I really for all our even, Canadians. Yeah. I actually learned about kind of boxing. A foreign day. thing to me, but I learned about Boxing Day actually yesterday. So it's uh before like back in ye olden days uh the day after christmas was a day off for servants in like england and then their masters would give them like boxes of presents so boxing day oh no way i love random trivia like yeah. this and, and i never really knew what boxing day stood for so now i have another little piece of trivia in my arsenal yeah, yeah thanks fact. to you and i always podcast. thought it had to do with the sport of boxing like <laughs> fighting i think that's the general consensus nothing to do with that yeah so uh for all of our listeners out there welcome back we're back season three um and casey you are the first guest for season three oh yeah so you're among really awesome i don't disappoint (laughs) no you're among really awesome company so season one was wellman season two was dj5 and season three is the casey berry wow so, okay, I definitely feel special now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just for everyone, uh, it's been a minute since we've had an interview. I think the last interview we had was in July or August, something like that, before Josh decided to pack everything up to and move to Europe, fly across the world. Um, so the dream, you mean? Yeah. So again, we're going to do the True Colors assessment. Uh, so if, for our fellow listeners, follow along with that and you have your points up already. Uh, we're doing music and travel wellness mental health the new year's edition uh and then we have rapid fire questions as well so casey berry true colors assessment now you took it have you ever taken a survey like that before um like a personality test yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yes i have yeah i've done like um like the myers-briggs test and the enneagram those are the two that come to mind but I've done, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of like doing these type of things. So. Wait, what's your, what's your Meyer, what's your Myers-Briggs? Do you I remember? actually always forget what the four are. Um, 
I think I know the last two are FJ, mm-hmm. but I always forget if I'm like E, no, I N F J, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. So I, like, I, I screenshotted it the last time I did it. INFJ I is like the, the introvert yeah. one. Right. Well, yeah. Can I just ask me for a second? Um, surprisingly, yeah, that actually yeah. does. I, I am more of an introvert. You're like an extroverted introvert. introvert. Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> this one is pretty similar. It's a little bit more baseline so like it doesn't go deep into like very super theoretical questions and stuff like that like it's very surface but what we like to use it for is just kind of getting a temperature check on our guests and being like hey like do you prefer this or that like do you have a tendency to lean this way or that way with uh different character traits and so i again mathed it out are you ready for your scores I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, Josh, which colors do you think she is? You've gotten to speak to her for about 20 minutes now. I was gonna say, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking there's some blue in there. Okay. Because I'm blue, right? You're you're blue. Yeah. I'm blue. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm feeling some blue vibes. Uh, and then I need I know I need to like pull it up. I think the one that is the one that is uh you know you connect with people on like a on a level on an emotional level that mm-hmm. one i feel like she's probably good at that one too is that is that orange that's, or no that's blue that's also blue okay well that's then blue. i'm getting blue vibes that's it okay all right so casey drum roll please you are the highest blue we've ever had oh let's points. go <laughs> 19 points so josh is josh you were like 16 or 17 she's 19 Dang. okay keep in mind i have no idea what that means yep but so we're about to go into it i guess so, josh good job yeah so josh, she she is two points way more woke than you okay so these are i'm gonna read off the descriptors of a uh, blue personality trait uh and then i kind of want to hear your like reaction of like yeah this is me or like nah this isn't me so blue okay. mm-hmm. emotionally driven seeks harmony enthusiastic creative sympathetic or empathetic i'm pretty sure those are the only things that would describe me <laughs> those are so on so on point yeah yeah That's okay like exactly it mm-hmm. yeah i love that um now your second highest was actually really it was rather close it wasn't like a one or two point but it was pretty close it was three points off your second highest was gold which Josh was also one of your highest. So weird. You two oh, are basically mm-hmm. twins. So I'll, read off, so I'll read off gold. And then Casey, I think these will actually speak to you as well. Um, but definitely okay. as a secondary trait. So okay. loyalty driven, respects rules, responsible, organized, appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. This all feels very on point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's awesome. You are high blue, high gold. So you're a blue gold. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. your your. Major can you send minor. me a printout of all of this at the yeah, end? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I can absolutely send you like the details. I'm like, wow, yeah, all of these adjectives Isn't that cool? are pretty, like they feel yeah. like me. Like they feel like either words that I would probably use to describe myself or that maybe people who know me well would use. Yeah. Somehow. 
Yeah, like you're just very in tune with others and you try to like understand their sides of things and you like are careful. Yeah, about, I mean, I yeah. I know I'm like a peacekeeper. Like I hate, <laughs> really hate conflict. Like I yeah. try to just keep like everybody, you know, like if some people aren't getting along, like I'm Switzerland, like I'm the one trying to be like, like, okay, how, like let's yeah. hear your side, let's hear yours. Yeah. And those trying to like smooth it out. That's amazing. Yeah, so- Same uh now my traits are very yeah, different the, um, the, the exact opposite oh almost uh yeah i hate people no i'm kidding <laughs> so i had the highest in green so green for me the descriptors are logically driven independent thinker focused efficient analytical but that's really cool too yeah. though and then the other side of me was gold so like i'm also loyalty driven uh rules responsible organized appreciative it's kind of like I love efficiency and I love like workflows and like getting stuff done in the best way possible. But yeah, I'm also, it seems like, like the green is like, I, like I'm going to figure out the best way to do it yeah. for myself. Whereas a blue might be like, let's figure out how we can do work it together. together to make yeah. this happen or something. Yeah. That's the vibe uh, I, I fall into that trap so much at work of like, I'm just going to do it myself because I can do it better. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like, hey, let's get the team together to do this. It's one of those things where, so we do this at work, at school, actually, um, for our staff. And so mm -hmm. that way our teachers know oh. how to work together with each other. So it's like, mm -hmm. if we have, so naturally it's a school. So we have a lot of high blue people just because like children working with kids, it's like very emotionally driven and like right. tapping oh, yeah. into being empathetic and sympathetic with kids. Um, so then I come in and I'm like, Hey, like I got the answers to all these problems. <laughs> and they're like, we don't need that right now. We just need you to listen. I'm like, okay, good point. Let me just sit down and listen. They but, do need that. Right. Yeah. Cause it, I'm sure all of the yeah. personality types of this, like create the harmony mm -hmm. somehow. That, so it, it mostly is why I was hired was I came with like solutions, focus, like mentality and, and, uh, systems and routines and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the other color was orange. Uh, you scored lowest in orange. <laughs> and I'll read, orange, these, right? I'll read these <laughs> off. So orange is short-term driven, um, welcomes change and variety, often adventurous, competitive, and impulsive. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like to travel for adventure, but like mm -hmm. impulsive, no, absolutely not. Like... I'm spontaneous maybe but impulsive no like that's the last yeah. one you said so that's the one that's coming to mind the most but yeah no that that feels about right all of it yeah, yeah. pretty on the that's, nose it's funny it seems like Peter like gets along well with a lot of blue people but he's like not blue himself you know what yeah. I mean like you it's, it's a like good color balance. adjacent yeah, yeah it's like a good balance right like yeah. I need I know that like my growth goal every year is like I need to be more empathetic I need to take more time to like spend quality time with people and like listen and be present um because most of the time my mind's always running like 100 miles an hour like how can I fix this like what needs to be fixed mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I'm like a problem solver by nature which mm -hmm. is a great attribute and also a terrible weakness all at once but wow. you're also good at being empathetic because you like are are systematic about remembering to like hit people up or or call people or talk to right. people. Right. Yeah. There you go. make it work. So it like it fits. It's like you, it's almost comes full circle. Like you're 
your greenness is so green that you can use it to become blue you know what i mean like in a in a sense so green that you're blue yeah that's like if you head far enough east around the world you'll end up you 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 will exactly yeah yeah um i love that though casey thank you for doing that with us that was a lot of fun um for our listeners hit us up dm us if you had similar uh color adjacent numbers as casey maybe some of you scored higher than her who knows I'll remember to put yeah. this in the in the description of the podcast too, yeah. so that you guys can who haven't done it can do it. But yeah, so pretty much the reason why we do this true colors assessment is as we go through this interview, we will you know go back and be like, oh, that's very blue of you, or that's very yeah. yellow, oh, okay. you know what I mean? Right. Or, and then right. so it all kind of yeah. like starts to make sense as we go through the interview. So it's uh, okay. it's really all cool. Right. Yeah. So yeah, again, thank you for doing that. Um, oh, really awesome, and it's, sure. and it's a nice little it. icebreaker too, right? It's like an easy icebreaker. Definitely. Yeah. Um, to the episode, it's like we've done this before. Uh, Josh, <laughs> let's start it off. Music and travel. All right, let's let's get into the first question. So. We have the one and only Casey Berry on the podcast, and I'm bow, excited. Bow, bow. Um, <laughs> so we have like a most of our listeners of this podcast are West Coast slash Midwest. Things I'm like Vegas, LA, he's all of the Midwest. Um, okay. For the people who don't know you, because you're like a bit more East Coast, let's for get sure. like let's get the the two minute drill on who is Casey Berry. Like what, who are you? Like not even just DJ, just everything about you. Two minute elevator pitch. Let's go. Oh boy. Okay. Um, so yes, I am DJ Casey Berry. I've been based out of New York for the past DJing out of the past, uh, maybe eight years, nine years, depending on when you really want to say that I started DJing. Um, I always just had like a super love for music. It never really occurred to me to be a DJ until I did move to New York and I was working at a restaurant and one of my friends, great friends now, who's Neil Jackson, I'm sure you guys know Neil Jackson, um, was DJing and offered to teach me how to DJ. And one thing led to another. I started opening up for him and the snowball just kept going. Um, Let's see, I got linked up with the one group whose biggest corporate account is uh, STK. And I started, I became their corporate DJ, which started me traveling um, and traveling in general, because I go do all of their restaurant openings and training their DJs. um, And I still continue to do that. And um, God, it's so hard to like, think of trying to sell yourself in two minutes or just, you know, give the whole rundown I'm, yeah. I'm probably missing a million things from, but from djing uh, at stk what was what was like the 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 progression of your dj career from there oh i mean it's just kind of started to snowball from there i feel like you know you dj in a restaurant and that has its own challenges obviously but that mm-hmm. starts to open doors to doing like clubs and lounges i mean i've like most DJs, I guess I started opening for other DJs. And then when they would hear me, they are like club owners or other bookers would hear me. They'd be like, okay, well, we'll put you on, on like a Friday night next. And it just kind of happened really organically. It wasn't something that I ever thought that I was going to do with my life. It wasn't something that I planned on. It just was kind of like a hobby that took off. And I got, um, I met my agent Marshall who runs set management um, right when he was starting out with set. And so I was one of the first uh, DJs 
to be signed to his roster and kind of helped build it. And that was great for me too, because to get on, to get with an agency from the ground up, um, just really was awesome. Like I didn't have to really like fight other people on a roster to get gigs. It was just like, here, take Casey. She knows what she's doing. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. Shout out Marshall Weinstein. Yeah. Just yeah. the glue that brought us together. Yeah. 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 Super yeah. wild. Um, yeah. And also shout out Danny Rocco. So many random Damn. people. Yeah. Oh. Danny is, uh, Danny's was, like a day one with us. Like, yeah. Oh, he, yeah? Was, he was like episode, uh, I can't yeah, say that. He was, he was about like, like seven or eight months ago. He was on. Yeah. Oh, but I, he, I, uh, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah. And we've been friends Such for a, great dude. a long time. I actually know him through Nick and VM. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Another so, old school New York dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So when Nick would come out to Vegas, we would like meet up and get dinner and stuff. And then he introduced me to Danny. And then the rest is history. Love it. And that's how yeah. I met Marshall was through Danny. So Danny introduced me to Marshall. Isn't it funny the way everybody meets everyone? Everyone knows else? everyone. It's like, yeah. oh, I know. It's, it's such a web. It really is. Because yeah. now, like, we're all connected and we all know other people. It's like branches of a tree. It's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. That was an awesome. That was like the perfect elevator pitch. It wasn't even an elevator pitch. It was just I feel like, like it was a, just kind of like yeah. It was a vomit. It was a curricula vitae of yeah. Casey Berry. Um, so <laughs> given given the timeline, right? Given the trajectory that you're currently on, and the amount yeah. of effort and energy and just like general hustle you put in, is there anything you can identify that like really helped? you to get to the point where you are like if there was one thing you could be like if i like i know that like doing this really helped me like get to this point um well i'm gonna venture to say this is gonna be a very blue answer of me but <laughs> i think that my the ease of, of working with me like i'm the type of person who like i'll you know i'm prepared when i get when i get to a gig whether it's a restaurant whether it's a huge corporate event whether it's a wedding like whatever it is like I'm going to show up. I'm going to be prepared. If I'm having a bad day, if I'm in a bad mood, like I'm just not going to bring that inside. Yeah. And I'm just going to, you know, try to be friendly and nice and like cooperative. Like if something's things always go wrong, no matter what it is, and just kind of roll with the punches. And I think that there's a lot of um, people who maybe don't do that as much and aren't as easy to work with. So I feel like, you know, being that way has definitely helped me get booked re like repetitively because people are like, all right, well, like we know Casey's going to come in. She's going to be solid. She's going to be like easy. We don't have to worry about her. We don't have to like think that she's going to be, you know, emotional or like not know what she's doing yeah. one day or just be rude or be difficult. So I think that just, yeah, just being like a nice, humble person has definitely um, opened up a lot of doors and kept relationships strong for me. Yeah, Josh, I think you can relate to this too. Like, there's a lot of salty people out there right now. Yeah, in general, I think like with just the when I started DJing, it was actually funny that you're saying that because when I started DJing, a couple DJs said to me, like, no matter what happens, just be, just remember that you're literally playing. Actually, I'll call him out. Is DJ Conflicts was was the one that told me this, and he's like, I consider him like my mentor. Uh, he was just like, dude, like at the end of the day, you're playing music on a com that you didn't make 
on a computer. Yeah. I mean, maybe you made it on a computer that you didn't create on a, you know, on the, some turntables that you didn't make in a restaurant that you don't own at the end of the, or at a venue or whatever, like yeah. at the end of the mm -hmm. day, you're very lucky to be in this position. So don't be like difficult. Don't be like this stuck up pretentious, like asshole, just because, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you're very fortunate and blessed to be able to get paid money to play music that you love. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, and I think if you, no matter what happens, if I might get upset because something whatever the reason is at the end of the day like this you know no one's gonna die you're gonna be okay and if you could just keep that like level head humbleness you'll you'll get booked you know nine times out of ten over the person that might be better than you or whatever but they're you know they show up late or their their writer has like a million things on it or they're exactly. complaining because the turntable isn't right or the mixer isn't right you know what i mean like yo yeah. you'll be all right like let's you're a dj yeah, you're yeah, a like obviously none of those are ideal but like you can still have a great set even if one one turntable's broken and two of your friends couldn't get in like that shouldn't in my opinion that shouldn't like ruin the whole night for all the rest of the people that are there like trying to have a good night out you know um, like you can still I love, make I love it that work. mentality yeah i love that mentality where it's like we can only control our reaction to things right like we can't yeah. control mm -hmm. like we really have no control over anything throughout the night it's really just like what we play is going to have an effect on people but the attitude we bring to it can absolutely affect the way. Right. You can only control music. yourself in, yeah. in any instance. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah, really like, about how do you choose to handle it and right. go from there. Yeah. It's, it's funny too. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have been experiencing it, um, but like this year, especially people getting upset at a venue over not playing a song has, in oh, my opinion, yeah. it's like skyrocketed. I think it's yeah. the, uh, I don't know. It all weird. started with a bad bunny, bro. <laughs> no, oh, everyone. Wow. Hey, can you play some bad bunny? I'd be like, yo, I just played bad bunny like two songs ago. And then they, you know, and then they getting mad. I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, yo, just ch chill out. Like, I'm going to play your music. You see everyone dancing. Relax. Like, I don't know. That's I don't get upset. That's the reason why those but... shirts, those yeah, shirts yeah. became popular. Like, People played. have to say, I already played bad bunny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I that never was... really. I never really understood requests in general because like, is it really going to change the trajectory of your night that much? If you hear whatever song it is, chances mm -hmm. are, because most requests, let's face it, are pretty basic. Like that I'm probably going to play anyway. Like, anyway, yeah. is it really going to like just change everything for you? If I play it right now, like yeah. I doubt it. So why can't we just all just go on the journey <laughs> together? And, yeah. You know, think, like, yeah it'll come when it comes <laughs> i think there's like a instant gratification complex now especially like given tiktok's eruption this past two years okay. right so it's like mm -hmm. i can hear my song at any point on my phone so why can't i hear mm -hmm. it here at any point mm -hmm. and like the common denominator is like well then just go to your car and listen to it in your car yeah yeah, yeah. There, like, there's also your that, airpods with you just right? pop them in see what you do the other side of it too i think is like when you're ready and it's also just like, oh, me and my friends are leaving. Can you play this song? Oh, yeah. That's that's that one. I'm not, that's I've never worst. been a fan of that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what incentive do I have? You're leaving. You're not going to spend any more money. You're not going to dance after. Yeah. So, like, what, why would I play it? I pretty much save just this made it sure that I'm were, not going to yeah. play it. You know, drunk logic <laughs> makes it makes sense in drunk logic wise. But yeah, no, that it's but, just funny that it's just funny that like that's the key you bring up is like 
just be a good person, have good relationships, and like don't be that person that makes it a hassle for other people. Mm. Yeah, think, like, like there's gonna be enough of that with drunk people all night anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. So. No, that that yeah. was like <laughs> what a perfect answer. Look at that. Uh Josh, you got the God. next question. That is this is me. So um you've been working in as a DJ for you know, nine, 10 years, what direction do you see the nightlife industry heading in going into 2022? Like, cause this pandemic is still a thing still kind of yeah. going on, but there's been like such a reset, you know what I mean? So many of, especially over the last like two years, a lot of the DJs that were like kind of DJs are not really in it quite as much anymore. A lot of people have moved to Italy and started doing <laughs> the other thing. You know what I mean? There's, there's like been so much change. What, where do you see the nightlife industry heading now with everything that's going on? And where do you see it in the next like year or so? And, and how you fit uh, into that? Yeah. You know, I think that it's interesting that you bring up that like a lot of maybe like the older DJ or people who've been in it, I shouldn't say older, but people have been doing it a really long time. Um, or, you know, that have been maybe wanting to do something else or just never really like found the right reason to be like, all right, I'm going to step back because either the money was good or the gigs kept coming or out of responsibility. Like, I think it's um, like time where they would maybe feel more comfortable, like stepping back. And then like, it kind of ushers in like a new generation that doesn't really change anything um, for me, but mm. for like, it, it kind of could just create a switch that way. But I, I also think, you know, just talking with my friends and what I've seen and like gigs that I've done, I feel like people are a lot more wary of being in like huge mega clubs or like going to like festivals and things like that. It's a lot more like smaller, more intimate venues, like smaller rooms with more like unique experiences where you can like, like, dance again like for a lot of a long time people weren't even dancing anymore it was like let's just sit at our table with our bottle and like see what that table does and now it's like just feels like people are kind of over that at least to me from what I see in New York and where I've been it's more like even if they are doing bottle service and have a table it's more like let's like dance and let's talk and let's like really listen to the music and like have a good time as opposed to just like we just want to see you know Calvin Harris and fist pump and sit at our table and pop mm -hmm. 20 bottles I think that um COVID was like a shift to maybe more like a smaller like smaller type venue will like do better now that's just what I've seen uh in the places I've been I don't know clearly probably not in Vegas mm -hmm. but yeah, I was just other places say, outside of that in Vegas it's like well you know before I left I mean still they opened up a mega resort the resorts world they opened up like two super huge clubs right before I left. And then there's, you know what I mean? All these big clubs, I'm going to be spinning in at Omnia on Thursday. Like, you know what I mean? So all well, the big clubs are still open, but okay, the so smaller club. Okay, go ahead. No. So maybe it's more like a lot of places in other cities felt a pressure. A lot of venues in other cities felt a pressure to emulate that same format. They needed to be like a Vegas or a Miami or someplace that had like big super clubs where now it's like, maybe those cities don't have to and it's like if you want that experience you go to vegas for it mm -hmm. you go to you go to miami to 11 you go to you know whatever it is and in in other cities like there it's just not expected anymore 
I don't know. I feel like it, nobody really knows, just like nobody really knows what's going to happen with the world in general right now. It's really hard to say like what trajectory the industry is going to take just from my perspective and like my friends and the people that I'm trying to get go out. They're like, okay, well, what kind of place is it? Like, can we talk? Like, can we dance? That's like mm-hmm. the number one question I get where it's like it, people used to not even like think about dancing, which is sad because it's yeah. a club and it's music. I think but- I I definitely think like 2020 with the human element of just like losing social connection, it it created like an immediacy of urgency for a lot of Mm. people and and not even just venues, but just like people being like, I need to connect with people again. And at the time I feel like, I mean, you guys can probably relate like those giant clubs with all the bottle service, like that felt like a social connection at the time. Right. Because you still, because you still had the ability to do anything else socially outside of that so now Mm -hmm. it's like oh we don't actually have that same type of ability as like and not as much so it's like well when we are out like let's make the most of it like let's let's get that quality time in together because we don't know if we're going to have it again next week yeah and I you know it's all a matter of preference like what you like and some people you know during the whole lockdown we're just like itching to get back into like a huge mega club and just like you know thrive off the energy of thousands of people and that's yeah. great too um but personally that that's not you know that wouldn't be me and from what I've seen like in my circle that hasn't mm-hmm. been like the same energy but like yeah I think it's just really it's really unpredictable it's like a, obviously a very um I don't know if you guys have heard this word, but it's an unprecedented time. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that one that. before. I know. <laughs> I, I, got, years, I got but... something in my eye right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm I'm like, he is giving me the finger. Right uh-huh. I I think um, what's what's actually interesting about that because I've heard that a lot. That you know what I mean. The smaller venues, the more intimate venues, are are what things are shifting to, and I think part of that has to do with the the types of events that were able to make it through the pandemic like obviously all the mega clubs got closed but things i mean i i dj at stk too like stk was my first gig back uh when i came when you know when the pandemic when they started opening things up so it was like instead of obviously there being like a mega club i was like just djing at stk and then like people would just mm-hmm. like enjoy that vibe and it was like that's all right. it was. It was like and take I think, what you can get. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit of that take what you can get, but then I also feel like people started to really enjoy that like human interaction part of it again. Whereas like you know at, at the at SCK at yeah, the music's like kind of loud, but you can still talk, you can have a good time, and mm-hmm. that feeling. I think maybe people started to enjoy a little bit more than like, oh, I'm at this super major club with Calvin Harris DJing. I can't hear anyone next to me talk like, yeah, yeah. it's a crazy experience like to be there because of the lights and the cryo and the show and the big name DJ. But you know what I mean? Maybe a lot of people were like, you know, what? maybe I actually prefer this kind of smaller venue. I'm not spending as less money as much money. I'm a you know, experiencing people more. And like, I think all of that like has to do with that shift. And I, I think it's kind of cool. I, similar in Italy too. I mean, I guess I don't know how it was before, but the venues and mm-hmm. stuff that I'm DJing at now are like, like I'm doing a couple brunch spots. I'm doing like this other place. It's like, a, it's like a used to be a mega club, but now they have people seated and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, people can still get yeah. up and, but it's more of like that vibe as opposed to like the big club big room vibe so yeah. I, I i agree with your uh with your forecast of the yeah. i mean everything's scene. cyclical but also yeah, yeah. i think everything yeah, comes 
comes, you know, it's going to go up, it goes down, like everything will come back around again. Yeah. So, but for the yeah. next year ish, that's, that's my prediction. We'll see. So, now, I guess. I was talking with Eric Deluxe, it was maybe like six or seven months ago, and he brought up the point. It actually reflects off of what you just said, Casey, where like the age of Twitch last year like changed a lot of things for a lot of like DJs and then like patrons of music. So like when he would go on and do like HMC stuff on Twitch or stuff with scam, like there was so much more dialogue and interaction. And then when they came back, it was like, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, when I play these like small sets in LA, he's like, I'm having way more fun than like giant play, like than like excess in Vegas or like, Mm-hmm. than playing like encore beach he's like because i can talk to people like at these like smaller like venues and like i get that same experience and they get the same experience too because they want to come out and like support me which also means like right. i i kind of want to talk to them because they're here for me you know right so yeah totally. i i think it's an awesome opportunity for us to connect with our listeners and our patrons by having like more opportunities in these smaller venues but yeah i mean josh you'll you'll just have to tell us how omnia is yeah hopefully it's cool man i'm I'm I'm, sure it's gonna be yeah i know i'm like i'm like worried hopefully they stay i mean i think vegas is all gonna stay open but it it will be interesting because that'll be my first time actually the last like super major club i dj'd at was omnia like a couple days before i left so it'll be interesting to see like how much difference it is in about four months span or five months span you know what i mean So I don't know. And it'll be New Year's. It's the day before New Year's. So not like New Year's Eve, but the, the day before New Year's. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see what New the Year's energy's Eve like. Eve. Uh, yeah. yeah, Miss New Year's Eve Eve. So yeah. know, we'll, we'll see how it is. I'll record the set. That'll be great. That'll yeah. be a good mix episode. Look at that. Proactively go. planning. I like the system I'm, and routine you have. Here I'm, we go. I'm on it. You know, kind of kind of kind of green of me. Real you know? green of you. <laughs> um, awesome. Casey, we're going to transition into our wellness and mental health component of this um so the funny thing is like it used to be the interviews used to be like we had a travel section we had a music section now it's like we got a music and travel one because we're not traveling as much as we used to um but now we have like a well we a lot of our listeners said that like having a wellness and mental health section was like really nice to like hear vulnerabilities from not only us but like our our interview person as well so first question uh naturally the music industry and service industry has taken a hit uh this past year and the year before with covid um just kind of coming out of it now how are you right have you found peace with uh the decline that you experienced over the past like year and a half um and like is there anything new going on in your life from that um yeah so obviously it was a crazy time in 2020 and it continues to be, but especially, you know, March, April, May, June, 2020, when pretty much everything was shut down, it just kind of happened overnight. Um, I will say for myself, I kind of have a unique experience because at the end of 2019, I was feeling super burnt out. Like Mm -hmm. I think I had worked, you know, I mean, I don't mean to be like crying about working a lot, but at that time I had worked like four weeks in a row. I like without a day off, like it was holiday parties and stuff. And I was kind of like doing some gigs that I, I didn't really want to be doing. And I remember there was one in particular that at the end of it, Marshall came at the end and uh, 
I, I finished up and we went and sat at the bar and I was like, something's got to give because I, I feel so burnt out. I feel exhausted all the time. Like I'm not sleeping very well. Like I just feel like so spread thin. And he was like, all right, well, we'll work next year, like early next year, you know, we'll like try to get everything, you know, so that you're feeling better. And he, of course he was super supportive about it. And then the new year started and I was like, still going, going, going. And then all of a sudden March happened and it was like, you know, so your, your prayers, were, your prayers were answered. Literally. Yeah. And it, I mean, obviously I didn't want it like that, it was but hard. I needed personally, I'm so, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. No. I personally, all I'm saying is for myself, I needed a break. And obviously it was in like the most extreme way, but I also, I, it was very weird how it happened. I ended, Mm -hmm. I was like going to visit my family in Florida. And while I was there, New York shut down. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll like stay here. And I ended up staying there for a long time. So I spent a lot of time with my family and I caught up on a lot of sleep and, you know, just kind of like got back to being like good with like myself and like aligning myself with like what I wanted out of my career moving forward. So um, I'm forgetting the second part of your question, but for how am I now? Yeah. How are you? um, I feel like I needed that break to kind of, like I said, get myself like back to being 100 with like, or, you know, at least being like, okay, well, what is making me feel burnt out or what am I not liking? Mm -hmm. And like, let me take this time to, to try to think about like when things do open up again, what will make me happy? What, what can I pivot towards? And since things have, that's what I've been like actively trying to do. Just, you know, do more things that like, or take more gigs that I enjoy versus like, I just need to do it to make money or like spreading myself way too thin, like, you know, learning to say no a little bit better and things like that. So, um, it, w- it was good and bad. Obviously, I lost a lot of money like everyone did. And I missed my friends and I missed going out and I missed everything. But um, there was definitely a silver lining for me. And I know that's a unique perspective, but I needed it. So, yeah, um, I'm going to dovetail off this, Josh, uh, a follow up question for you. Was there something that you found hobby wise or like a second interest during like your COVID stay when you were like in Florida or back in New York, like not gigging as much? Like, was there something that you found activity wise that kept you like occupied? Um, I mean, there was a bunch of things. Um, and, you know, I, I was just doing things more for myself, taking the time. Like I, I started doing yoga every morning. I read I a lot of books. I <laughs> God, it was so either funny. yoga or MMA fighter. I couldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that was second, but it was just kind of harder to do it. Like, in yeah, the space yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, um, fair. But it, it, okay. And like, you know, just like getting out for bike rides. I read a lot of books. I, um, you know, started listening to a lot more podcasts. Like there wasn't anything that I picked up that I was like, Ooh, maybe I'm going to like parlay this into my next career or another side hustle per se, but just a lot of things that like I, forgot that I really enjoy Mm -hmm. and that like I was like I really want to make time for this in my life no matter how busy I am no matter where I'm traveling no matter what I'm doing like this feels good to me and this is so it feels like it's important to do you know Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah yeah I think that was that was like important for I mean that's kind of like everyone during well maybe not everyone but like me as well during the pandemic because it's like 
so much was going on. I feel like in 2019, like a lot of people's DJ careers or just careers in general were like starting to were peaking or like had been peaking for a yeah. long time. So it's like, like, I don't know, for me, uh, like I also really felt that time as like, I mean, it was kind of a lot still, but it was like a, a reset. And especially those first few weeks of the pandemic, when like everything was shut down, I was just like at home cooking. Like I was yeah. like, I really enjoy this. And I, I still was saying, like, I was like, I feel like when all of this pandemic is over, there should just be like a week of the year where like everyone just stays home and just chills. Like one, 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 the remix. Oh, is, did my microphone break? Hello, can you hear me? You're we can the, hear you now. We just had a nice little right extra reverb. Yeah, you're on the computer microphone oh, right now. Okay. I don't know if my mic broke, but uh, all I was saying was, I don't know, that reset was very important. And I, I forgot I had a, a better point to that, but uh, sorry about that. You can hear me good, though. I'm I think gonna, I'm going yes. to leave that in there and we'll just leave, like, create. I like, love that. That yeah, was we'll, like. It's really like I, you're I was it out I was re- remixing <laughs> myself. All I could yes, think about was like, you did. It sounded just like that. Yep. Yeah, I yep. can't wait to hear that, Josh. You didn't, <laughs> but but it wasn't Bad Bunny, Josh. I know. All right, I'll play some Bad Bunny next. I got you. Yeah, I haven't played Bad Bunny in a, in a minute. So, <laughs> all right. Um, ahead, all right. So regrouping. Yeah, yeah, we're back. As long as you guys can hear me. Um. So you have like a large network of colleagues in like all types of industries, um, you know what I mean? From, you know, restaurant uh, or your live shows that you do. I saw that you have done like some stuff with the NFL and I don't know, I was like researching. I was like, dude, you seem like you do like <laughs> yeah. um, pretty cool, pretty cool type of events. But have you like witnessed any silver linings from like seems like you're in so many industries. Is there any silver linings or do you see anyone that's like really been thriving, like coming out of this pandemic or like what, I guess, yeah, I don't know if I'm like asking that question right, but is, have you noticed in all of those, like any like silver linings coming out of that? Um, Yeah, so I feel like thriving can mean, can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, sorry, we're having all these issues here. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like thriving can mean a lot of different things. You know, it can mean personally, it can mean business-wise, it can mean, you know, DJing or, you know, I have, so it, it kind of depends on how you want to look at it. Um, but I know people who decided to open a bar in the middle of COVID and it's, and they like just decided to take a chance and now it's one of like the hottest places in the Lower East Side of New York. Like people love it. And like, obviously that was a huge gamble. So like on that aspect, I would say like they're thriving. Like they took something yeah. that they really wanted to do and they opened something and took like a huge risk and it's going really well. Um, and then, you know, for other people, maybe, you know, people that some of my friends that work in like corporate positions that like are DJ adjacent um, they, you know, maybe either got laid off or, but it, it ended up being more time for them to like pick up a hobby. And then they were able to parlay that into like something that they didn't really think that they could do otherwise. So, you know, it's, 
it's hard to say, like, obviously everybody was struggling and then some people came out of it better than other people or some people have found a way to make a silver lining. It's kind of what you make it, I guess, like whether you're going to take a risk or, or what your own personal like needs are at that time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's really subjective. That was like a hard, kind of a hard question for me to answer just because I don't know what somebody else considers like also on the other side, because of social media, it can look like somebody's killing it. And then they could be like, actually not maybe. That's a good point. Which is kind of sad, but like to bring up, but a lot of people, you know, you just don't really know unless you're like personally one-on-one with somebody quite frequently. So the social media side, I think is so interesting because if, if you think about like everything we learn from textbooks, right? Like history is what is recorded. So mm-hmm. you're not going to want to record the vulnerable or like not so great moments. You're just going to be like, oh yeah. Like, remember that time that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think there's some benefit to it just from a mental health perspective of like, yeah. Like if I look back at this and it brings me joy, like I'm going to want to remember that again and right. try to forget the old. But then again, like if you don't learn from your past, you're going to repeat it anyways. So yeah. and I mean, as- But I mean, like, on social media, it feels like the moments that actually like resonate the most with people are when somebody is super Mm -hmm. vulnerable and is Mm -hmm. like, wow, like I'm going through a tough time and like, this has been messed up, but like here I am. And that's when I feel like you get the most support and the most like interaction rather than if you're just, you know, posting a video of like, look where I am. I'm on a beach somewhere and everything's, you know, on yeah, the up and up yeah josh in italy oh, we <laughs> all do it but it doesn't always have to be like no exactly bad but yeah you you have a point though like yeah. there there has been a lot more uh honest dialogue i think coming out of mm-hmm. social media recently um mm-hmm. or at least that's what stands out because everyone else is going to post like their their highlight reel or the best thing that happened so if you post something that's like pretty vulnerable or are they it's like bold that they would post that you know what I mean those are maybe the things that people can get behind like because I respect that you literally would put yourself out there because like maybe I wouldn't do that or whatever you know right yeah exactly or it like makes you not you necessarily but it makes Mm -hmm. like you at large feel more comfortable maybe doing in the future and that's not to say people were going on a tangent but that people shouldn't like post their highlight reels because like you should celebrate all your wins as much as possible too right but you just never really know. You never really know what's going on with somebody unless you like know them one-on-one. So Mm -hmm. I think it's also, you never know who's watching you and who's paying attention to your story and like either benefiting from it or negatively being impacted by it. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's funny. It's like, so I made that post a couple weeks ago where it was like, I was like two years sober or whatever. And then it was like Mm -hmm. two years sober and I was like 130 pounds down and I like did not expect the amount of people coming out of the woodwork, like talking to me about how like they followed my weight loss during COVID and like started doing their own like weight loss and stuff. Like I had no idea that was happening. I didn't even know that because you and I are more recent friends. Mm. I didn't even know that. So when I saw that post, I was like, Wow. I was like, a, I was first a of all, that was a vulnerable. It was, no, it was like, not even about that. It was just like, a, that was a vulnerable post. B, like, that's like such, I'm sure it was very inspirational to a lot of people and people, yeah. you know, like it just shows another side of you that people may not see just from, you know, static posts or yeah, I mean, stories or whatever. 
Josh, you can attest to this. Like I, I wasn't very public about it when it was happening. It was more just yeah. like we would talk about it on the podcast every now and then about like where I'm at, what my diet routine looks like. But it was never like, let's get it today. Like I'm down X amount of pounds. It was more just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like here's me eating broccoli again. Sick. Yeah. I think it, I think it's good. Listen, I think it's nothing wrong with broccoli. Yeah, I think it's good that you did it that way, though, because I feel like a lot like and we'll probably see a lot of this, especially if we're talking about this New Year's edition. We'll probably see a lot of the people that are like, all right, I have all these goals and plans for 2022 you know what i mean so then january you know first through fifth they're like oh yeah Yeah. getting it in new year new me and then by like january 30th you know have like a third of those people are still doing it by like february 20th it's gonna be like you know back to the normal routine like so it's always it's it's always interesting so i actually commend you for doing it that way whereas some people it can be good because if you're like yo i'm gonna go on this you know 60 day challenge or whatever and you mm-hmm. start posting about it and you're and you know i might not pay attention if someone posts that and it's day one i might not pay attention but when they're on day 10 i'll be like okay and then when they're on day yeah. like 20 now i might start like interacting with them like all right like yeah. get it in because you know what i mean you <laughs> well, it's fall, also a way to like, hold yourself accountable right? yeah yeah, yeah. like so, okay if i say i'm gonna post it every day then it's like mm-hmm. now i have to do it then you're yeah. like looking, anyway, looking that's forward to it a digression but uh mm-hmm. but either way that's like a huge tangent off the question yeah. but it all works right no sidebar I, I still love broccoli don't worry i still love it <laughs> okay good because... <laughs> uh, let me see here okay awesome so we are about to jump into our new year's resolution edition so this is like an exclusive mm-hmm. casey very new year's oh resolution edition so uh the first one is a two-parter so it's do you have any like known resolutions that you're committing to next year if you have any um, but then, like, is there anything you're actually, like, really grateful for from this year? Um, well, you mean either personally or career-wise yeah, in general? Yeah, whatever I mean, you. I, you. I've, in the past few years, I've made a res- personally just a resolution, silly little resolution, nothing too crazy. But, like, I want to read at least one book every month. Like, whether okay. it's a fiction book, nonfiction, biography, whatever it is, like, I want to continue that. So I try to like make a list at the end of the year of like all the books I've read and like, so I'm keeping that one. Um, I've really, you know, I missed traveling a lot in the past year. Well, I guess it's been almost two years or a year and a half, like this summer. So I would really love to get back to traveling, especially abroad. So that's one of my, if, if the world will let me, if COVID will let me, I definitely have a re- resolution to get some more gigs and travel abroad. Hey. Um, and yes, exactly. It might be May. knocking on your door May at some point. <laughs> yeah. May, I think it's Peter, March. It's March. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks Casey. Wait a, third wait month. A, month three. Third month of the year. What that one. Yeah, January, Casey, February. Casey is the teammate of the year now. Look at this. Remember yeah, my okay. birthday. I get Josh. March and May mixed up for, for life. <laughs> the third month. Um, month number three. <laughs> plan a trip to europe <laughs> sorry sorry, sorry. Right, we digress go, sorry continue sorry, continue, continue. <laughs> no it's okay everybody should know that peter's birthday is in march let's just make that listen up right okay. yes okay all right um i mean and in term, i'm grateful for so many things this year honestly um it, it, i can't very, very small things, big things. The fact that we are back out there working 
the thing, I mean, I know Omicron's kind of throwing everything for a loop right now, but like things are open, people are going out, we're, we're making money again. And, you know, like we, we don't just, we don't know what's going to happen, but I'm grateful that like I can pay my rent <laughs> and um, I'm grateful that I have a puppy right here asleep that you guys can't see right now. And I don't know if I should wake him up to show you, but I'm very grateful for him as well. And um, I'm just, you know, just looking forward to every year getting like a little bit better, getting like a little bit more like sure of like myself and what I want and going after the things that are like, you know, leaving that burnout and that like saying yes to everything and things that I don't want to do and feeling like compelled to please people um, all the time, like in the past and keep, keep, keep it moving forward in whatever mm, sense that means. Yeah. So. Uh, two quick points. I have, I am emotionally invested in your puppy and his journey ever since you like posted about it. I was like, I, this I told her before the episode, I was like, yo, we're, we're lovers of dogs on this we podcast. Are, we're so. a pro puppy podcast, a PPP. If you I will. think before we're done, I'm going to have to yeah. wake him up. He's Wait, curled wake up. Him up. We'll get, like a little we'll donut get, right now. Yeah. We'll get a, we'll get a photo. Uh, yeah. We'll do a, <laughs> the episode photo okay. of his feet. <laughs> um, I also, I also suddenly have a great, I have a great idea, clearly. Uh, oh, I like the this. Casey Berry Book Club, the, the KBB. Honestly, I've so I'm such a nerd. I follow like Bookstagram. It's like yeah. people that like post books to yeah. read and stuff. And I do follow some of those people. And I'm like, man, like I could do that, but it would be so left field. I'm not huge. I'm pretty terrible at Instagram and social media yeah. anyway, but it would be kind of left field on my personal account. But I'm like, like a little side side so we, hobby there so we've been we've been nerd. in Fun. conversation so far with two people about like side po- or like uh like a podcast within a podcast right mm. so we've been mm. talking mm. with wellman and five both so five would be like our food our foodie yeah mm-hmm. uh sure. like mm-hmm. mini episode and then wellman is our uh <laughs> he had he has the idea oh, the, of the uh, woes, woes with Wellman. Well, what was so it? We, we originally Wellman's called woes. It, woes with so women? Well, no, Wellman's no, wo- woes. Uh, oh, just also, woes. I think. Also, yeah, oh, named, uh, as he like, called it, he also called it the We Need to Talk mini oh, yeah. episode. Ooh, so I it's like just Wellman. It's, it's essentially just like an outlet for him to vent because yeah. like he thinks that we're his therapists yeah he's he's a venture <laughs> he's, i'm sure that's really amusing too i, I also don't have, personally know him but like anybody venting is i also have this shirt in honor like, of wellman this shirt oh. in honor of wellman what does it say going to therapy is cool oh i love that <laughs> that's actually really dope wow so i need I, a plug for that I like yeah that. i'll i'll send you like it's cool. they make t-shirts long sleeves and hoodies and sweatshirts so it's a great oh, yeah. I love company that. Yeah, very, um, cool. very cool. But yeah, I think mini episode could be. In the, oh, and we're supposed to do something with Romeo. Me and what I've read, and like tell you all about it. Or even, even like whatever. Even if you did like a little fifteen second like thing, and we could post it on our on our Instagram of like, yeah. this is the book that I'm reading this month. Like, read it's this about, book. Da, da, da. It's about this, yeah, yeah. This, this, oh this. Boom. I, I would then, love to do that. Well, I read yeah, all then, sorts of things, so it doesn't have to be like it's all like. We're we're not asking like for that. a commitment, but KVV would be a really <laughs> cool abbreviation. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay, I really like it. That'd be, that'd be really tight. Like it. You just, just gave me some. No, God, no. All right, <laughs> let's not go down um, that hole. All right, yeah. Josh, your turn with the New Year's resolutions. All right, so um, yeah, new New Year's 
uh, mental health is big as we've discussed. Do you have any mental health advice? I know we just talked about therapy being cool. I don't know if you've done any of that, but do you have any like mental mm-hmm. health advice for our listeners going into 2022 or anything that's worked for you or anything that you might be wanting to try in this upcoming year? Um, honestly, it's something, it sounds so simple, but it's something that I still have to work on all the time is just like being in the moment and like live, like just focusing on like today or like even taking it smaller. If it's like a really stressful day, like this hour, this afternoon, this evening, like whatever it is, especially right now with things like being so uncertain as they are. And we don't know if things are going to get shut back down. We don't know. You don't know if you're going to get sick. You don't know what's going to happen. It's like, you can only control like yourself and um, just focusing on like, okay, well, I know like today, this is what I'm doing today and tomorrow. I mean, not to say that you shouldn't have a plan and you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be prepared, but like just to kind of keep yourself, like don't focus too much on like, oh man, I was really killing it in 2019 and I wish I could be back there or being like, wow, well, like, I wonder, are we even going to be open next summer? It's like, nobody knows any of that. And you can't, you can't change anything that's happened. Mm -hmm. So to really focus on just like, okay, well, like, I know I have four, like a gig tomorrow and a gig the day after that. And I'm just going to like, keep it moving and just kind of take it as it comes and just know that like, and obviously, like I said, like be prepared for Mm -hmm. things to change. Don't put too much weight on anything. That's really where I'm at. Like just trying to not attach myself to any future outcome being like, okay, with like, I know where I'm at today and that's okay. Or like, I can just be not, not like worry too much about what's going to happen down the line because nobody knows we, nobody predicted what's happening right now. So we can't predict what might happen in general and, Mm -hmm. you know, so broad, but whenever I tell myself, like, just be here, just be in this moment, just like focus on right now. Like it really brings me back into my body and like grounded and, and it's helpful. Mm -hmm. So that, that you yoga know. right there. Well, no, I, I think that's actually <laughs> yeah. interesting because I um, over actually since I've been like in in Europe, I've been trying to work on like getting like a, a morning routine set up where I like start. And I you know what I mean? I because I, if you can like kind of do that in the morning and then you get the whole then you kind of know what you're going to do throughout the day. Like this yeah. morning, like when I texted you guys, I was like, all right, or we got the time and then we got the time right for this interview. So then Sorry. it was like, cool. Cause then I, no, it's all good. Because then I could like focus throughout the day. Like when I was, I was like with my parents and then we like opened up some Christmas gifts and then we're mm-hmm. eating food. Like it was cool because I didn't have to worry. I was like, I know at well, three o'clock my time, I'm going to be doing this interview. And then, so at like, I was like, at like two o'clock, I'm going to start doing some preparation. So like during, because I like prepared in the morning, I was able to be present with my family when I, when I was with them. And then now, and then when I get done with this interview, then I can go be with them again. You know what I mean? So that like morning routine thing has like helped me out a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was going to say, do you have any like systems or morning routine or any like systems that help you stay grounded like that or you know what I mean because yeah I mean it takes a plan in order to do that but yeah go ahead yeah no I'm I actually like definitely really thrive off routine like some people that's not their thing they're okay with it like for me especially like the way things change like on the weekend you know we might not be going to bed until two three four in the morning like but for me you know at least Monday through Thursday Like I like to get up around the same time. I'm a morning person actually. So like, I just like to get up. I like to have my coffee and like, you know, just either like 
put something on TV or like put on a podcast and just kind of like zen out for the first like 30 minutes and just kind of like get prepared for the day. And as long as I can have that time, like with myself, like I, like that's, it's just really important to me because then I'm, if I don't start my day like that, like I find often when I'm, you know, DJing till 4am and then I wake up the next day and it's already like 10 or 11. I feel like all out of sorts for the whole day because I didn't have that time in the morning, like to Mm -hmm. just be like, okay, like I'm just, I'm awake and I'm like easing into the day. So for me, like my routine is just like getting up early, sometimes without an alarm and just like having some like quiet time, whatever that means. And then I can like go about my day and like whatever comes at me, I just feel like way more prepared for than if I, you know, like the days that I'm just kind of like, oh God, I'm tired. And like, I don't even know what the rest of this day is going to bring. Like I, I do structure my day, but I also like leave a lot of room for, you know, like things to change because sometimes I might want to take a nap and I let myself do that if I want to. <laughs> I, I'd be interested to hear the contrast of Peter because Peter, like, you know, it, all of my, uh, it, it, pretty much anything that I have that's like systematic, I got from Peter for the most part and it's rubbed off on me. And now I've tried mm-hmm. to like develop some of my own stuff, but I'd be interested to hear Peter, what your like routine is like, especially on the days too. when you, yeah, especially on days when you're, when you're DJing out of the country, but, or sorry, out of the state or whatever, but yeah. just, yeah, your, your routines. Cause you're very systematic. I, the entire time you were talking, Casey, you just gave me anxiety. Um, <gasps> <laughs> no, it, it was like, it was cool though, because I, I would love to take a nap. <laughs> Whoa, like I, I don't think you understand. Like naps are an integral part of like my the fiber of my being. Like I need a nap. Yeah, big nap girl over here. Big um, nap. Oh, huge. So, yeah, it's funny. Uh, same thing Monday through Thursday, right? Like my routines and my systems are super organized uh, because I feel like I can maximize my time given my environment, right? Like I'm on a campus. Um, mm-hmm. And then that allows for like Friday, Saturday, Sunday to be what it needs to be when I'm like traveling or DJing or uh, being in it. Cause like Josh knows, like I've been in a different city every weekend since May. Was it May when wow, it started? Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Like once started, so started opening back up. Like I've uh, so I currently live in Indianapolis. Yes. So that's the campus. I'm I did know from. that. Yeah, is an indie, but like I don't DJ in Indiana, so you saw there once, right? They have. Do they have like cool spots there? They have. Yeah, so I've I've gotten a couple gigs there at like some college venues, right? Mm. Um, and that was like during the height of COVID because they were just still open. Um, but now it's like I can get paid way more money, either going to Chicago, Seattle, or Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just do that because it's more financially smart. Fine. I mean, like when you're, uh, I feel like when you're a traveling DJ, it doesn't really matter where your home base is. You can exactly. just kind of like, yeah. And it, it, it also attests to like, I didn't realize how healthy my relationships were with these people. Like pre COVID, mm-hmm. it was awesome because like everyone was doing everything and like I was getting booked. We were like agreeing on dates and like doing like 60 days out, 90 days out. Like, let's just like get this stuff on the books. COVID hits. I have, I moved to Indy to open up the school and like run the school. And now it's like, even though I'm living in a not so sexy city, they're still just like, yeah, like let's keep it going. 
So yeah. very grateful, super, super grateful. Don't hear me wrong. Like I, I know how lucky I am to be booked. Um, I know how lucky I am to be booked in cities like Boston and Chicago mm. and Seattle and stuff. But um, yeah, a lot of the the systems and routine stuff is what allows me to do that because like, it, it's funny because you always think about like, oh, the principal of a school, like that's what they've worked for their whole life. And I'm just like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm here because I love to do it. And like, I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but I also like really care about like what I was primarily doing before uh, COVID hit. Right. So um, yeah, system and routine wise, like I'm up usually at, like 530. Um, I'm usually on campus by like 645 or seven. I usually get three meetings done before eight. And then I have like a leadership meeting from eight to 830 just to go through the day of like what my team's doing. Um, morning arrival happens at 845. And then I'm like handling all external partnership stuff from like nine to 11. And then I got lunch duty with third grade. I get to nice. hang out with third graders. Wow. Okay. Um, well, that's fun. It's the highlight of the day. Right you, there. <laughs> you're, you love kids so much. But, right? uh, I hate kids. Uh, I do it for the money, obviously. No, but it's like, it's funny though, because it's like your routines are so healthy for you because the types of like, dialogues you need to have throughout the week or the types of relationships you need to grow and foster like you need to take time to be mindful about what that can look like like what you need out of people what you expect people to get out of you and stuff like that like that's so important um and it's also just like the the gigs and the like residencies that I have like we have different residencies and so mm -hmm. my ability to book those out is just different than yours because mine are mm -hmm. Like it's a constant venue. I know exactly where I'm going to be every other weekend in, mm -hmm. in whichever city it is. Right. Um, but yeah, it's funny because Josh will always do this to me. He'll be like, man, that's such a cool schedule. Peter, what's yours like? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like the opposite. But um, the, the I do have turned. I, I will. I, mean I will admit, though, I do find mindfulness and I find time for myself every evening. I play soccer four days a week. So Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from like. 7 p.m. until 10 I'm like playing soccer and that's something so. that you do for yourself because you love it like I think it's just like as long as you have that like yeah. type of practice and you're and like I actually really think that your schedule is awesome like I I just don't have a need because I'm I'm not no. a principal <laughs> or don't have to yet, be in an office yet, like, yet. so I don't need we're, to have that type of like systematic it. you know yeah. but oh are we oh god <laughs> all right <laughs> 2022 here I come 2022 <laughs> No, I, no I, agree. I agree. It's like you've found a schedule that absolutely benefits what you need to do and, and like yeah. prepare, like no, set I just need to up. do what feels good. That's like a yeah. blue thing. Right. I'm guessing like, I need to, if it like feels good to me to like sit in the morning with my coffee and like yeah. when I'm ready, I do my thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Josh yeah. and his schedule is just like, let's go visit this ancient like building today and talk about it right um, well stories. we could only be so lucky but love it yeah um <laughs> all right casey we are about to hit up the rapid fire question so this is the last okay. part of our interview um okay. so thank you for yeah. making it this far with us uh these Ooh. are the same questions we ask every uh guest and it's kind of like okay. we ask you the question you just answer like first thing that comes to your head you just say it. yes all right yeah. um josh mm -hmm. go ahead all right question number one you are at the airport. You have a flight uh, across the country, a six hour, five hour flight. Uh, what food and drink are you going to get right before your flight? Go. 
um, trail mix and wine. Oh, what kind I'm, of wine? I am getting a glass of or two of wine. It depends. Usually, like a nice red wine. Sometimes it depends on the time of day, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I like to. I like to have like a nice little something to ease me onto the flight, especially if it's a cross country one. Like I just like to get on, feel nice, and just kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I, I like that. You know, I just I, I just a, ease myself onto the person, flight. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tra- tra- well, then I have my little snack. You know, big yeah, bag of trail mix. Yeah. For, I usually fall asleep anyway, especially after some wine. So. <laughs> Yeah. See, I when I wake up, were... I can have a little trail mix. Put it away. I thought you were gonna say, "Well, the line depends on the trail mix." <laughs> oh, you oh, you pair oh, the well, wine with the, the trail mix. Is, she's a she's I'm a trail not, mix. Somalia. I haven't gotten to that level of trail mix yet. Although you just gave me another idea, so trail trail mix Somalia right here. Right. Oh my god. That's oh actually god. a that's right, uh, that's kind of good. I like. That. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like all right, question, too. question number two. Go, Peter. All right. Here we go. Your biggest pee, your biggest pet peeve when you are DJing and when you are flying. Um, okay, when I'm DJing, I'd have to say it's when people come up and say, like, show me something on YouTube or on oh. SoundCloud or something. And they're like, can you play this song? And I'm like, oh, I don't have that song, I, like, or something. And they're like, well, can you just, like, can't you just play it? Like, here Play it, it off it's my right phone. Here. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Like I can't I'm gonna do, do that. This. Like in, I'm gonna do this and next they week just, to you. <laughs> you would. You would. It's actually in a few days. It's not even next week. But um right. but yeah, that is oh my god, that's my number. I'm just like and I don't have the time, you know, you're mixing, so you don't have the time to like like be like, this is why I can't do it. So I think you're being rude. So anyway, that's my DJing pet peeve, flying, um probably like personal space, like you ever been on a flight where somebody is just like they have they're all over the armrest and their coat is like kind of in your seat and they're like eating an egg salad sandwich and it's like falling <laughs> oh. everywhere and you're just like oh my god like Josh only <laughs> Josh only flies first class so he's never experienced yeah that. right <laughs> well, there are some there are some people that will spread out in first class too true. I guess that's two true. things like eating a smelly food is horrible okay. but like personally we're all we're all uncomfortable like just just try to stay in your little area whatever it is yeah. and like don't. Egg salad well, there's like sandwich. there's rules too like the middle seat gets the armrest there's rules like middle yeah. seat gets the armrest like, and i know if you're like oh, if you're a much bigger person tall or heavier like you need more space but we can all like just give each other some extra room yeah i think yeah. that's annoying to me i don't know uh no i don't fly first class just in case you thought that was real, that was okay. fake. Uh, I don't. Okay. I never have. It's gonna, it's gonna. It's gonna happen soon. I want to. Um, I so. Okay, twenty twenty two. It'll happen. Um, number. Oh, next question. All right. Do you have any air travel tips as far as navigating airports or airplanes? Any tips for us uh, travel amateurs? Um, I would say get TSA pre-check. And get a credit card that has lounge access. Like if you have to be in an airport for any amount of time, or if you want to not be at the airport for a long amount of time, you get pre-checked so you can just breeze right through, like not to sound whatever, but it never takes me more than like five minutes to go through. And then if you're there and you can just, whether it's like a priority pass lounge or it's like a co-branded credit card lounge or whatever, like it really does make a difference. Like first of all, the food. I do have clear. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) I I need I need all of that because it gets. I'm like a 
I'm like a convenience hoarder. I'm like, what's going to make this easiest and most comfortable for me? Um, But yeah, like I, I just, if I'm going to be at the airport on a layover for, you know, a while, like I I appreciate being in the lounge because I'm going to spend, I know I'm going to spend money, like $20 on a bag of trail mix, like I said. So those two things, like if you can, Mm -hmm. obviously not everybody has access to it. I recognize that I don't mean to sound like bougie, but if you, if you do, and if, if you fly enough to make it worth your money and your time, mm-hmm. I highly recommend, recommend both of those things. I remember I was talking to Josh earlier this spring about American express and like which card I should get. And mm-hmm. Josh was like, dude, just, it was no, it was Josh. It was you and Ankit. Mm-hmm. And you guys are both mm-hmm. like, dude, just get platinum. Just, I know just he's a bougie flyer. Ankit. No. Yeah. yeah. Shout shout out to Wellman because he's the one that put me on to yeah. the, that whole yeah. thing when I didn't know anything about it years ago. So. so shout out to American Express. Maybe one day we'll get sponsored by them. That Fingers would be crossed. amazing. Fingers crossed. But yeah, like clear is reimbursed, pre-check is reimbursed. Global mm-hmm. entry, I believe, is now included in that um subscription. I think so too. Yeah. So, so. look at us. Yeah. Look Highly recommend. Us. I mean, like I said, if you fly enough to make if you fly a few times a year, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. And if you like, don't really like using credit cards or anything like that, it's not worth it. But if it, if all those things align for you mm-hmm. as a person, it makes your life a lot easier going to the airport. Uh, financial question. Do you have the Capital One Venture X card yet? No, I don't. I'm pretty much solid with the Chase Reserve is okay. my baby. So The only plug I'm going to give is right now they offered me 100,000 points. Ooh. To spend okay. to spend 10k in six months. That's it. All right. I have so, I've read about this card actually. Of course, yeah. you can't stop talking about reading. Right. But... <laughs> so I <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to get another credit card, but I am going to tell you that 100,000 okay. points is pretty. I love no. points. I love points. So a lot of points. Okay, it's good it to know. Makes makes yeah. me upset because Peter uses all these like he's good at getting the bonuses. So like oh. I've just had my American Express card for like a long time. So I don't I didn't worry about that. He already has more points than me and he's had it for like six months. And I've had mine Honestly, since it's like 2016. Science. Yeah. It's really, you gotta like you gotta get in like very but once green. you're in, yeah. you can't you can't stop yourself. It's real now. green of me to understand how to win at credit cards. I guess I do oh. have a little green then, but there, yeah. we okay. there we go. There we go. Light green vibes. All right. Mm. Clearly, these rapid fire questions are just real slow. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, no, it's uh, our fault. We do this every time. Um, okay, so we have a preferred listener, Travis in Chicago. Shout out Travis. He works for ESPN Chicago. So he's the man. He's What's literally up, the man. Travis? He got me, dude. He got me like into the Indy Five Hundred. Like, yeah, I'm like, can I get some just... Colts tickets? Like... It is just connected. Um, his question is your favorite venue, and then is there a venue you haven't played yet that you really want to, or event, or event? Yeah. Um. So the first part of that was my favorite. Like, what there... like what is a venue that you just like truly loved to play at? Oh, so honestly, I really do love playing at Marielle in Boston. Yeah, um, that's like one of my. I love that room. It's beautiful. It's so much fun. Uh, the hospitality is like unparalleled. So I love it there. And um, in Montauk, which is on like the most mm-hmm. eastern tip of New York, um, there's a place called Gurney's, and I play on the beach there. And it's just like fun, beachy music, beautiful atmosphere. I will do that every single Saturday for the sun Sunday and any day they wanted me for the summer. If I could, love like, it. I love, I love it there. 
Um, I saw that on your Instagram. It looked dope. Yeah, I I really love it, love it, love it. Um, And, you know, in terms of venues that I want to play at, there's not necessarily a venue, but more like cities or countries even. Like, I would love to get back. Like, I'd love to go play in London again. I did a long time ago, but I, I love music out of London in the UK. Yeah. So I'd love to just go play there and whatever. I know there's some cool spots over there, so... Mm. Yeah, I, I have a goal of playing Nobu in London. Like that's Ooh, my like yeah. 2022 goal. Cause like hopefully I'll be able to do it enough that'll cover the trip. Like that's yeah. the that's the that's the goal. So we'll see if it happens. Yes, I love that. We'll see. Um Josh, it. final question. All right, last question and our favorite question. Favorite. This is the one. Have you, Casey, ever missed a flight? And if so, tell us about it. Um so I try very hard not to miss flights and I, you know, no matter how late I'm up, but I did miss a flight this yes. year and it nice. wasn't my fault. Let's go. Though. I'm going to tell you the very short story Everyone says in that. a short version. No, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I was actually had a gig in St. Martin in the Caribbean. Oh, nice. And nice. I was flying and I had a layover in Atlanta and they get everybody. And I was there on time. I was at my flight. They boarded everyone on the plane. And we're sitting there and maybe this isn't like the most exciting of, of, uh, you know, missing a flight story, but it had bad repercussions. So I was just sitting on the flight an hour goes by. And I think I had like a three hour window in Atlanta. So I'm like, I'm still totally fine. Come to find out there was some issue with the plane. They had to get everybody off and they told me there's no other flights going today or there's no other flights from Atlanta to St. Martin. We can't get you there. Yeah. So I couldn't, I missed my connecting flight and I had to forfeit my gig that night. And I had already, I was going with one of my best friends and she, I was supposed to meet her in Atlanta because she lives in Atlanta. She had already flown out. Oh no. So she had to be there without me. I mean, I guess you're on a tropical island for a day by yourself, like, or not even by yourself. She knew other people, but, um, but yeah, that, that was in the past year. That was my missed flight. That was kind of, you know, it sucked because I missed a gig and I was very disappointed. Um, but otherwise, you know, I try to be pretty, uh, pretty good about getting there on time if I can, unless I just don't want to leave. And then I just pretend i missed it yeah (laughs) missed the flight on purpose yeah you you can understand you can understand how this question is really funny with other djs that we interview oh i'm sure they're like (laughs) i was stumbled out of x y and and yeah still still the best one is a kid conrad that you kind of started it like his he was like i went way out of my way i knew i was drinking i went way out of my way i was at the gate i sat down at the gate i had enough time but he fell asleep He and no one woke him up. <laughs> I'm so I'm like terrified of that happening. Like I'll be sitting there, like keep your eyes open, just because I've I've definitely done that. Like taking like a 5 a.m. flight after yeah. I haven't slept, and I'm like, just get me on the plane. As long as I'm on the plane, I can fall asleep. You gotta like so. tell the gate agent, like, yo, if I fall asleep, Tap wake me, me up. Like, yeah. yeah, you put like the exactly. sign on your like a piece of paper on your chest. You're just like, I am Peter Meyer. Please wake me up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I have- flight did it to Atlanta. That was awesome. Casey, oh, man. Yeah. thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you, guys. Um, so feel free to plug your show- socials right now. How can people get a hold of you? How can they find you? Um, I am most active, which doesn't mean that I'm very active, but I'm on Instagram at Casey Berry, K-A-S-E-Y, Berry like the fruit. Um, I'm also on, you can find any of my mixes on Mixcloud. Um, 
and yeah, I don't really use Twitter or anything like that. So that's the easiest way to awesome. see who I am and follow what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so what you guys will be hearing next is a mix from Casey Berry. Is this going to be an exclusive or is this a recording from a set? I think you're going to have to just, you know, you know what? It's going to be an exclusive. Oh, I'm going to do something special for you guys. I just wanted to Dang. give you guys something, you know, <laughs> from, hey, from the heart that. here for Aww. having me. It's, it's a new year, right? Yeah. So start it fresh. New year fre- yeah. Yeah. That'll be I, awesome. I, All right. So, hey, you guys are about to listen to an exclusive Connecting Flight Radio uh, mix from Casey Berry herself. Uh, again, thank you so much for being on. appreciate you.
it gets better. Ordered another round, it's about to go down. Got six model chicks, six bottles of Chris, four velvet ass guys everywhere. What do you say? Me, you, and your Chloe glasses. Go somewhere private where we can discuss fashion like Prada blouse, Gucci bra, okay, built my jeans. Take that off. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't me. Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't me. Save the narrative, you saving it for marriage uh-huh. Just keep it real, mind you saving it for carrots uh-huh. You wanna see how far I'ma go, how much I'ma spend But you already know, zip zero, stingy with the narrow Might buy you crisp, but that about it Might bite your wrist, but that about it I might wipe you and buy your nice whips Mom, but you really gotta ride nice Know how to work your hips and your hands, practice Professional love the hoe, and I never let you down Get you bling like the Neptune sound Okay, hot hold, too hot to hold Ladies love me long time like two pops old Only way to roll, jiggering two ladies Too cold, motorola, two-way face Give it to me Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff But don't Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff Give it to me Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff But don't me Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff I'm a hustler, baby Oh, I just want you to know The club amnesia, the peanuts in LA, bubbling and doublings, can't deny me. Why would you want to? You need me. Why don't you try me? Maybe you want to, believe me. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't me. Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't me. Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Shout your back, put your butt in it Wanna lay ya, but I do not wanna commit So I then twitch ya with the thought of us fucking We dancing up in the corner, fell in for the corner pocket So I ease your up for just a bit Buy your drink, your half a sip Then I tell you we should dip You're grabbing me close and closer till you get a kiss Push up your bra to the left, that's right Now we in a car with a broke break Like, think about the ass, the leg, the hit, the sex, the whip The figure for leg, like then we dip out You say, mm-hmm. wanna mm-hmm. party all day You say, need it, love it Yeah. Rocks on my neck, I don't know the cost yeah. Call out front like the Uber Uber We can hop in and you can top 10 The list that I wanted to hop in Boy. List is full so I'ma call it a night And you ain't even my type, I'm all bark, no bite I'm so sorry, wasting time, I'm wasting time Why you Dutch, you want, it's whatever yeah. The sweat, it drips upon my sweater It's hot in here, the outside's better yeah. I'm leaving, leaving, you call me back It's like emotions receding, let's call it an evening It's getting desperate yeah. Why waste time, you say Wanna party all day, you say, need it, love it, from yeah.
Brussels and France And it's the same one I built in the same for you When I was two I thought I painted a picture of heaven But it turns out it's just your room Just your room I run off the end of the earth Just to see if you catch me when I know you Let me fall every time All I do is wish that I could change myself But wish that I could change my heart I remember when we started dating 